just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Packer Up, boys. It is that time. Listen and listen good. Wow. Oh, a Denzel Frothington on this beautiful, beautiful weekend. I'm not sure about Queensland, but Sydney, the weather, weather is absolutely oh. beautiful. In the shade, a little bit chilly on the willy, but once you get outside that, the willy warms up and it's a nice, crisp, beautiful day. As always, guys, all your troubles, put them aside. Just put them in a little box in your mind and focus on all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Beautiful day. you got time off work. You don't have to bloody wake up early and go to work where a boss is telling you to do a job you don't enjoy. Just enjoy it. And don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. You made a few mistakes. It's all good, baby. It's all good. We all do. Matty, how you going, brother? I'm good. It's that, it's that time of the year where, like, like, I went to the post office this morning and the whole time, one side of the road's shady and one side of the... Road sunny and you're always there's a huge difference and you're always just darting to the sunny side. It's it's beautiful. It's great for winter. Oh, it's so good, especially if you're out in the sun all the time. Oh, 100 percent. If you if you can get yourself out in the sun, get a bit of beams on you, get a bit of vitamin D on, D on the skin, and uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful day. And it's a beautiful day for a beer. Yeah, a John Deere, a Mick Devere, <laughs> a Fooey Fooey, a Skewy Skewy Moi Moi, <laughs> a Schooner Paulo. I mean, the list could go on. The list could go on. So get into your local, grab a case of Bloke Beer, Liquor Legends, Celebrations, IGA Plus Liquor, Porter's Liquor, Bottolo. We are in all of them, guys. All of them. So get into your local independent bottle. Independently owned by Australians. Um, support your locally owned business by grabbing a case of Bloke Beer. It is a beautiful beer. Give her a crack. If you're driving home and you normally drink another beer and you haven't given Bloke Beer a try, I promise you, give her a try. You will not be disappointed. It's a beautiful, beautiful beer. Uh, we had the Beer, Food and Footy Festival a few weeks ago and I think we had the most people buying beer at our tent. That's how That, that shows you a quality beer. Um, so give her a crack and it is the beer of rugby league. It is the beer of rugby league. Tell me another beer that loves rugby league the way we do. Oh, wow. So much going on. Obviously, the game last night, RLPA, NRL, it's over, they say. Hope it, fingers crossed. But then just dropping before the podcast, Las Vegas Broncos, Manly, Rabbitohs, Roosters, round one. They're all going to play each other at one time on the field. It's going to be a, a 1v1v1. Yep. No, no, I jest, I jest. <laughs> they are going to Vegas for round one, playing in a huge 65,000-seater stadium. Yep. What a huge launch for rugby league next season. It's one of those things where, like, it's, it's, it's a bit like the, the North City Bears news. It gets floated around each year. Mm. So when it got floated around again this year, I was kind of like, oh, whatever. I mean, hopefully it happens one day, but didn't, didn't buy it for a second. Mm. Then you see Volandis and Abdo actually over there, and you're like, all right, maybe. But still, until it got officially announced, I, had, I definitely had my reservations. But hey, credit to them. I've got to say, you know, whether you agree or disagree with Landy's direction or whatever, he gets stuff done. Oh, yeah. He gets stuff done. Um, it's just that, like, as I said, you could you could say, oh, I didn't agree with him making this decision. Like, for example, you could say maybe the rule changes, you know, all that kind of stuff, whatever. But at the very least, he's moving and he's shaking. Mm. He's moving. He's putting on his, his tracky pants suit. <laughs> and he is just moving and shaking, getting stuff done. And... That like as a game and a commodity, you've got to always stay on your toes and keep things fresh and keep the fans like engaged in new things happening. Like how often in round twenty four are we speaking about round one next year? Never. 
Literally never. Never happened. Now yeah. everyone is going, oh, should I go to Vegas? Should I go to Vegas? Even people that aren't even thinking about going to Vegas are like, oh, oh man, imagine the content. You know, hopefully my favorite creators get over there and, you know, Maddie Johns and Brian and Fletch, uh, Fletch and Hindy and, you know, all of that. It, it just, it's going to be so hectic. Like the celebrate, celebratory feel now. Celebration, anyway. Um, who will play who? I mean, you have to assume it'd be Brisbane versus Manly and Rabbitohs versus Roosters. Sure. Well, I think so, because it's the two biggest rivalries in the NRL, South and Roosters and then Denon versus Hello Sport. You know what? That's a great point. <laughs> and that's why Vlandy's has sent them over. I think so. You know, to back, let's, I'll back up a bit. <laughs> Broncos are always going over because we're the big swinging dicks. Let's just get that <laughs> fucking down. Patter. And Manly, bit of charity for the boys. <laughs> like, you know, all right, we'll bring you over, you fucking loot. No, joking. Um, yeah, I can't wait. It is interesting that because surely I just even though I feel like you're wasting the Rabbitohs Roosters game because you know it's going to be a sellout back home. At the same time, it would be super weird for them to be over there together and not play each other. I, I it, it's got to happen. Like I, I couldn't tell you the last time I missed a South Roosters game. Actually, I can tell you the one time I missed South the Roosters game in the last ten years is when we did a live stream here. It's the only time I've missed one. Um, and even I'm just like, have it South Roosters. That is, and also when we did the away. Tour? Oh, that's right as well. Yeah. yeah. So I have missed a couple. I don't want you lying to the fans. Yeah, you're right. I've, I've, because we lost that game. You're trying to sound heaps loyal. I get it, <laughs> but you're not. You're a fucking turncoat. Uh, I'm never a turncoat to the Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I, I love nothing more than going to South Roosters, but 100% it has to be South versus Roosters. And hopefully it's a South home game as well, so we don't have to play it. Who do you reckon is cool the stadium. main slot? Brisbane or versus Manly or? The main slot. Oh. I'd say Roosters, Rabbitohs, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, does it really matter over there? Like, who gets the main well, slot? Well, it matters here. Well, ma of course it matters here. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I like, don't know. Over there is less important than here. Here's where all the money comes in with the viewership. Yeah, it's a good point. I probably would say, if it's South Roosters, I'd say, because yeah. in order of clubs, it'd go, like, obviously Brisbane and South are one and two, mm. and then Roosters and Manly are three and four in terms of, like, yeah. big clubs and people watching. So, I mean, if South versus Broncos, for example, then obviously that would be the time. Could you the imagine if it's South versus Broncos? It could be. It very well That'd could be. That'd be a big game. That'd be a big game. But anyway, super exciting. And, you know, this is the, the fun part of rugby league. And, you know, the RLPA versus NRL is hopefully over. And, I, you know, I really do believe that I hope everything gets done as we think it is because both sides have come out and said it's done in yeah. principle anyway. Um but what I hope is is that either side, NRL or RPA, there's no cheap shots. There's no like, oh, yeah, we got everything we wanted. And like, look, you can come out and say we got our demands met. That, there's nothing wrong with that. But I hope there's no like, you know, saying we won the war kind of stuff. Oh, it yeah. Just who cares? It doesn't matter who was right, who was wrong anymore. Everything's been agreed to. That's all that matters. And I think it's a really, really good opportunity for the RLPA and the players and the NRL to show a really strong force to the fans and say, we are united back together. Five-year deal, done and dusted. Let's get back to love and rugby league. Yep, I totally agree. And I, I don't think they're silly enough to not think that this has been the most fatiguing process for fans, for everyone, because yeah. like, obviously it had to get done. It was a lengthy process. It took, it took as long as it did because it did, but... Um, Surely everyone in that building as well is over it and yeah. we can all be friends again. Yeah, and just I think it's a real good opportunity to, like, to show that strength. If anything, I hope there is a PR kind of campaign to show that the plays and the NRL yeah. 
are solid and happy and everything is good moving forward because there's nothing worse than dividing a fan base. Some pick the NRL, some pick RLPA. And yeah. It's shit. No one wants that. Even the players don't want that. The NRL doesn't want that. Because I think, you know, we understand the players are human. We get that. And, you know, most people do anyway. But also people work at NRL too. Like yep. that they're people working a job doing the best they can in whatever they're doing. And sometimes you forget when like they're huge, you know, the NRL, they're the boss, they're the huge corporation. And you forget it's made up by a group of people yep. that are just like me and you that are working. And so, um, uh, yeah, I hope there's just no nonsense in the media. It's all about positivity, all about how great the game – because right now the game is in the most incredible spot it's been in, in forever. For sure. Forever. We're winning all the ratings wars. The footy is incredible. I mean, we've got from like position 11 to 6 that could all make the 8. 100%. The rest of the year, it's, you know, yeah, there are some teams that it's a dead rubber, but most teams, something can happen. Like, we'll talk about the game last night in a minute, but like, just look at last night. Mm. Now, yesterday morning, Manly season was over. Now, they could still make it, but after what they showed, everyone's kind of like, oh, Manly could make a run here. Well, and also it goes with Penrith. Oh, a Penrith a little bit vulnerable. And that, exactly, even more. That's even you more. Know, people go, point. oh, okay, and that's why you know I, I get the hype around Penrith, and I agree that they're favourites to win the comp. Yep. Um, but it's I don't believe that they're just so much better than another team. That the, what they are so much better at is consistency, mm. and I've said that from you know day dot. The difference between Penrith and the other best sides is not like out-and-out out incredible ability. They can just pound every team in the core of the earth. When every team plays at their best, it's a 50-50. When all the good teams play at their best, it's a 50-50 coin toss. Maybe if you wanted to be, you know, because of their experience in finals games, you'd go 60-40. Mm. This idea that they can just go through a final series and they're not going to have any problems, it's, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. And I think people are buying way too much into that hype. At the end of the day... This is, you know, whenever I used to look across the field for me and I'd see some gun player, don't get me wrong, I'd be in awe of them and be like, wow, he's big, he's this. I'd always just say to him, it's just a human being. Mm. All the insecurities and worries that I have, all the problems that I have, all of the ways I think about a game, all the worries I have on a footy field, they have the exact same thing. And that's the same thing with the Penrith Panthers. They look unbeatable and they are getting this reputation always like a Mike Tyson reputation of you get scared before you get on the field and we'll get into what, uh, put it, we'll get straight into it. They are getting that Mike Tyson reputation because like Anthony Seabold came out before and after the game and said that they he said, Oh yeah, we wouldn't beat them in an arm wrestle. Mm. Like that's to me, that's like so shocking. That's a shocking statement. I understand where he's coming from in, in regards to we want to change our tactics and not play the kind of game that they play. Um, but could you Google it? Um yeah. I'm pretty sure he was literally quoted saying, we can't beat them in an arm wrestle. Yeah, he did. I watched it this morning. And so, like, that's what, that's what I meant a couple of weeks ago where I reckon they're getting into this Mike Tyson area where everyone is kind of, like, in awe of them and, like, they're almost inhuman and unbeatable, and I just disagree. Yes, they're easily the most consistent team in the comp. Yes, they're favourites to win the uh, premiership. But 80 minutes of rugby league, anything can happen. Literally anything can happen. Um and I, I, I just believe that people that are just so sure that they just cannot be beaten, I just don't think that's true. Now, that is not saying that they absolutely they can't, they're not going to win the comp, but it's just saying this aura of invincibility, it's just not true for any footy team. 80 minutes of rugby league, anything can happen. Look at the sin bins. What if Penrith, in a prelim, get two sin bins and the, the game's over? Yeah. Like, you know what? Like, so much can happen. 
Well, I, I just reckon all you got to do is look at history. Look at the last 20 years, for example. Go back to the early 2000s. The Roosters were from 2000 to 2004, say, were just this crazy team. But they got knocked off by Penrith in 2003, which was like one of the greatest upsets. They lost in, they lost in 2004 to the Bulldogs. Like they only won one premiership in that year. Yeah. Look at um, the Dragons in the mid-2000s, like, they were the hottest team in 2005. They were the hottest team in 2009. They didn't even make the pre... They, didn't, they made the prelim in 05. They didn't even make... The, like, things can happen on the day. Yeah. Look at 2021. Everyone... And people forget this really quickly because of... Like, because of what Penrith have done. But the best team in 2021 was Melbourne in, from round 20... Round one to round 25 or whatever. Mm. Like, they won 20 games in a row or something. 18 games in a row or something. Mm. And then they lost a prelim. Mm. Like, it it can happen. It, yeah. it does happen. It, it happens a happen. lot. And so, yeah, I was really surprised when he said it before and after the game. Like, yeah, I, I get where he's coming from in regards to like having different tactics and not playing the way they want to play. But to say outright, my team, like the Manly, cannot beat him in arm wrestle, I respectfully disagree. Mm. I think, like, you telling me that the Queensland team in 2020 is closer to that New South Wales team than Manly is to Penrith without two of their starting spine members? Yeah, no, no way. Like, Manly is definitely closer to that Penrith side. 100%. Then. So, very strange. Very strange. The quote, I mean, pretty much repeating you, but is, we couldn't come here and just try and arm wrestle them. We spoke about returning serve during the week and we practiced it at training, et cetera, et cetera. That was after the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, before the game, he also said we can't arm wrestle them. I'm like, I don't, I just don't disagree. I disagree because, like, bro, like, DCE literally kicked Cleary off the park in Queensland two years in a row. Yeah. DC is like Cleary's kryptonite in origin. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, very surprising. That. And I, I just think that I know they're missing a couple of forwards for sure. Like no one's denying that. But I think less, lesser teams in that Manly side have upset Penrith. Like it yeah. It wasn't like Penrith are playing, you know, the Tigers of last year or the Bulldogs of two years, three years. You well, know, the just, Tigers aren't beat him in an arm wrestle in Bathurst or Dubbo or whatever earlier in the yeah, year. So very, very surprising that, and, and look, maybe I'm reading, maybe I'm being way too nitpicky and I apologize if I am, mm. but it's just, I was just like shocked. I was like, mate, Kepi is decent. Mm. Um, Sipley, Sipley. He's, he scored a try. He was straight up the guts. He's good, Sipley. He's I having a good, he's good year. Too. Kepi's good too. Yeah. Jake Trevojevic is your 13. Mm. Like Jake Trevojevic, origin. So you got origin, then you got DCE, origin. Ruben Garrick, we know how good he is. You've got Kula and Saab who have been tearing people apart this year. You've got Olakawatu who absolutely killed it last night. Yeah. Like, I just don't see – I don't think they're that much worse than Penrith. The difference is is that Penrith stick to their game plans more often and are just more consistent. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah so, yeah, I was surprised with that. Um, but it just – it proves the point that Penrith really are, well, before last night – getting this aura of like, oh shit, like scared before you even go and play them. Yeah. Uh, so I think last night it, it's going to be interesting to see, because look, to be fair though, to give credit to Seabolt, there were things that did really work for Manly last oh, for night. Sure. Some of that early spreading did really give him panic. So like, I'm not saying that the whole game plan was bad, but like the early kicks on tackle one and stuff, mm. that was where it's like, you've gone too far away from, You've gone all the way to like, we're not even going to try to even get close to a grind. It's like, I think you've got to mix a little bit of the grind in, into yeah. the game. Yeah, I agree. I thought the spreading the ball early in their own half worked. Especially it's the, been like, done it was, before. It, like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. But if Garrick's going to kick on tackle one, then you, your teammates have to be ready to, to yeah. defend that. And, and, and that comes all from, 
you know, coaching, coaching messaging. Like Garrick's not doing that unless he's been told, just mm. kick it, like do whatever you want, go crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, it was a good kick from Gary. Good kick, yeah. but just wrong time. Like Dylan Edwards yeah. wasn't in the line. Dylan Edwards wasn't kicking the well, ball. Well, that's the thing. It's got to be when the fullback's chasing. Yeah. So the kick chase. It's a really strange night for Manly because at the end of the day, they had some terrible calls go against them. Oh, my them. God. They lose, lot, had lost two of their front rowers, and obviously Tommy's out. And they only lost 24 to 12 against one of the big dogs. Now, obviously, the Panthers were missing half their spine, their starting spine. So it's like a mixed bag because you go. Could you imagine if Siebes had a landed that good balance between grind and also spreading the ball? They yep. could have won it maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm a bit torn on as to – well, not, I'm not torn in regards to those comments of saying we didn't want to – we're not going to win an arm wrestle because um, I just reckon – I just I disagree. Respectfully disagree. And mm. it sounds stupid. He's a coach. He knows more than me. Yeah. But outside looking in, I think – no, I actually think you do have a roster that could – like if Penrith play their best, maybe not. Mm. But in a normal club game at Manly – I think they got the cl- at man, at normal club game at home. Penrith have a couple of people out, so you might as well. Penrith are already locked into top two finish essentially. Yeah, you're fighting for the uh, to get into the A. The All the recipe is there to actually win a nail biting contest. Yeah, and in the first half, I thought that even though they spread a little bit, they they did go up through the middle. So yeah, anyway, um, I wonder. I don't know who's playing Penrith next week. I'll have a look in a sec, but I wonder if like, is it too stu- is it stupid to say that? The next team are just going to try things like that as well. Well, it just depends who it is. I'll have, I'll have I, I think people are overthinking it a little bit with Penrith. Like, yeah, as I said, they are easily the best team because they're easily the most consistent and have the most finals experience, the most premierships. They're going three in a row. Anyone that listens to podcasts know that I absolutely love what Penrith are doing, but they they're not unbeatable. Like, they're really not. Well, they lost a few games. Like to start the year, they lost to St Helens. In a, in a grind. They lost the Broncos in a grind. They lost the Tigers in a grind. And they lost the South in a grind. Yeah, I so said this. And that was in the first 10 weeks. That's this, this idea that they're just completely invincible and we need to have this crazy game plan that's like out of the box. Yeah. I just don't know. Now, little tweaks for sure. For sure, little tweaks. Um, but I actually, I actually have the opposite idea. I actually don't think that you spread it. Right. I actually think that you should just go real tight ruck plays through the middle and just try to play a hyper quick um, game through the middle because like what what's the one thing you the Penrith Panthers do is they rest their forwards in attack to make them go to go in defense yeah and you know I understand the argument well if you if you try to go up really tight through around the ruck you know they'll um because they're rested they'll do it really well but there's no, first of all there's only so much line speed you can get at a so if you're hitting in behind the markers all the time that's when you may actually tire out the the forwards so, yeah, I, I mean, look, I'd have to look at it more. And as I, the guys and the coaching staff would have way more video. But when I look at Panthers, I would definitely spread it. I'd be getting, what I'd be doing is I'd be getting to, like, I'd be spreading it, getting mm. to a point in the field, like your three in, so it's clear or low eye. And then I'd be hitting him behind the ruck and staying down that, that, um, that path. Yeah. And then I would just be constantly kicking away from Toa. Or I'd be <laughs> kicking to To'o and making sure that as soon as he catches the ball, we're landing on him. Yeah, so he doesn't get that. So he doesn't one. get that second carry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, coaching staff do way more study on tape than mm. I do. And this is, you know, that's just my opinion on how I'd handle it. But this idea that they're unbeatable through the middle, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that there's only so much line speed you can get at A marker. It's, if someone, if the dummy half's jumping out and holding up that... Um, Hooker as the marker, 
mm. and you're hitting him behind the marker, it's it, like very hard to dominate a tackle through there. It's a brave run, and also you know seems obvious, but if you can if you can nail that, I mean, look to be honest, it's what Penrith do really well. Well, yeah, just hit in behind the rock and just get momentum going. Um, so yeah, Manly did really well for it only to be twenty four to twelve, but. I actually think it's a bit of an opportunity lost because Penrith didn't play well at all to, to their standard. Mm. And I think Manly actually could have won that game. And I think, yeah. I actually think as well, a couple of those calls, at least definitely one of them, like the Liam Martin God, one. That was terrible. Like, what are we, so what I don't get, okay, so is it because that it was a play before the play ball, they can't go back to it? Yeah. Which, which for a hundred and whatever years made sense. But in the last year or so, They've been going back, but I think sets it's just for penalties. Sets. I, think, well, I think it's like foul play that they can only yeah, go back. Yeah, yeah. But so it's like, like – But like how do you miss that? I know. How because do you miss it, that? Not, the thing that annoyed me was like if you miss a knock-on, you miss a knock-on. You shouldn't never miss a knock-on, but if you do. But like Martin and – was it Vega who was, in the, who was contesting the ball? They knocked it onto each other like a hundred times. Like it was – no matter what, play had to be stopped. And then you could argue that Cleary was on the ground, I think, or Cleary was, someone was on the ground, they passed Cleary off the was ground. on the ground and passed off the ground, yeah. and that's that's probably 50-50. Yeah. And then Cleary – did Cleary knock it on after that? I don't know. Uh, who knows? It was a fucking shit fight. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – it was uh, a – it was a weird, weird – like 24-12 against the reigning premiers of favourites. I think a lot of people – Usually, if you, if you just saw the score and you didn't watch the game, you'd go, oh, yeah, bloody oath, man. They're like, fucking mm. good on you. So you're not in the A. You're pretty much out of finals contention. And you've just taken it to the, the reigning premiers that are dominating everyone. But if you watch the game, you're almost like, oh, shit, what an opportunity lost. Yeah, because I, I enjoyed the expansive way they played, but 100% right. Like, they, they screwed up a few times as yeah. well. like they didn't take their opportunities. And maybe that's because they're, you know... Not as far along as they would, but and so, yeah, I'm a bit this inconsistent. Even in the same game with this manly, is just um, it's a bit worrying going mm. forward. Uh, Panthers, on the other hand, as I said already, they're not unbeatable. I don't think they're unbeatable. They're just the most consistent. Yeah. They're gonna even when they're playing seven out of ten, they'll find a way to beat you. And so, basically, in their finals run, if you don't play nine and a half out of ten, they'll beat you. Mm. But if you play nine and a half out of ten, you absolutely can beat the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, like like they lost a game last year. Yeah, of course. The, the first game, didn't they? Uh, that twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. They lost the first game. Yeah. Um, even in the prelim, like they were down twelve nil at one point. Yeah, yeah. And then the Rabbitohs just fucking exploded. Just imploded. Yeah, imploded. They had <laughs> such a great start. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I mean. I hope we see Broncos versus Penrith somewhere in this finals. Oh. Hopefully, it's a grand final if it's not South. But like, as a new, as a if it's not your own team, I hope it's Penrith versus Broncos. Yeah, Penrith versus Broncos are going to be hectic. Now, the thing the thing is, is that you know Penrith are going to go in and play a specific style, so the chances of them winning are higher than the Broncos because the Broncos, as we know, can make a thousand errors and mm. just because they're too they're so attacking flair, um, and so the chance like Panthers obviously favourites going into that game. Yeah. But I just, I just, and I know I'm biased, but when I look at those two sides, both of them playing as good as they can play, I believe that it's like the odds are genuinely should be maybe 55% to Penrith because of their experience. Mm. But I don't believe they're on their best day a much better side than the Broncos. The experience as well, and obviously Penrith have won grand finals, being three, one, two, have all that experience. And like it's very easy to say, oh, 
none of this, these Brisbane players even played a finals game. Mm. And that's very true. But like Reese Walsh dominated Origin. Mm. Paddy Carrigan's got a man of the series in Origin has dominated. Like Flegler's played Origin. Haas has played Origin. Like Reynolds is, Reynolds has won a comp being two grand finals. There's a, even though if you have their finals caps combined, there's not a lot. There actually is a lot of big game experience in the, in this Broncos team. So I'm not willing to like say that. Yeah. I, I don't see this squad crumbling under pressure. Mm. Now I do see them like going too hard. I do see them, um, you know, being too eager to score points and throwing the ball around too much, but I don't see them coming out being flat in a finals game. I, they just don't seem like a playing group that would do that. I'd be no. shocked if they rolled into week one of the finals and they looked flat. Like, that would be surprising. They, they just seem like a team that, like, if you if you go to training right now, it would just be a buzz. High energy. And so, if anything, sometimes too high energy. You mm. know, they. so it's going to be exciting. I cannot wait. And it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what do the Warriors do? How do they respond this weekend? Because now going into the rest of the year, every game's a statement. Yep. If you're in the top four at least – or definitely top eight, but if you're on the top four, every game you play is a statement to the other teams in the top four saying, we're ready, we're ready to go. Um, and so the, looking last night, it's almost a negative statement to the rest of the comp, uh, the rest of the top four saying, oh, we mm. can be vulnerable. We are not unbeatable. Now, Penrith will come out next week and they'll probably absolutely blow some team off the park. Yeah, playing Gold Coast. Um, but it is, it is like a bit of a, every other team. You're telling me that every other top four or even top eight team isn't going, oh, okay. 100%. There are 100%. certain ways that you can – like Manly had more line breaks than Penrith last night. Yeah, five to three, yeah. You know, so it's so that's why it's like – and then you look at Manly, like such a mixed bag because like, there were so many positives. Mm. But what could have been mm. – they could have won that match for sure. They, they could have won that match. Um, now, don't forget, guys, shoe start for shoe grab. When you put Schuster as a code – uh, $30 off selected shoes and paying for hungriest player you get free delivery when you spend $15 or more from Menulog just on, so, shoe, just on shoe grab sorry I actually got these from shoe grab today I used the, I used the code $30 like off like as in they arrived today or you bought them today I, they arri- I bought them on Wednesday Arvo and they arrived this morning really and they got 30, 30 bucks off so thank you shoe grab that's that's, that's you know what we did, that's not even an ad guys not even that's, an ad. that's literally true yeah so and they're, they're, Wednesday Arvo and it's already here yeah it was express That's shipping, nice. and I, like the express shipping was free, so you can pay for same day. I didn't do that, yeah. but I still I I bought it Wednesday Arvo. So all express shipping is free. I think over a certain amount. I paid yeah. two hundred for this. Well, I know shipping's free. Yeah, right. Shipping's free. So all shoes, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, guys, on Shoe Grab, shipping is free, and all clothing and that. Yeah, right. Anyway, so yeah, head to Shoe Grab. Started by a bloke just like me that come from nothing and built it all up. So. Support, um, yeah, locally owned business uh, in Shoe Grab, and it's expanding. It's massive store in Melbourne now, obviously mm. in Sydney as well. Uh, you know, I, I really hope that you know the bloke community community gets behind it because the way I see these partnerships, especially you know with places like Shoe Grab, is like I always envision. Imagine in five to ten years, we both come up together, and like let's say Shoe Grab can look back and go, man, being a partner with bloke was a huge reason yeah. why we we went so well. Um, now, obviously, there's a million other things that they're doing. I'm not, we're a, you know, a small part to shoe grab, but it would be so uh, rewarding to be on that journey together. Yeah. And, you know, in five or 10 years' time, if we're bigger as a media network and they're like nationwide now and we've played a huge part in that, 
I would love that. So if you're going to buy shoes, do it at Shoe Grab. And, you know, not just I'm not just a part of it. The bloke community is a part of it. Mm. And we get to witness another young man from Sydney. Well, I'm not from Sydney, but another young man build up a business that yeah. we, you know, we're a part of. So if you're going to do it, Shoe Grab, the place to go. And they love their rugby league, currently sponsors of their doggies, and actually been hooking up NRL players for quite a while uh, with mad kicks. Um, and menu log, guys, you use the love and the discounts on menu log. So use code P-A-Y-N-E for free delivery when you spend a fifteen dollar dues or more or more. Um, you would you say you're a movie man yet or not? No. So you haven't even turned into one. Never. What no. do you What do you do? Well, let's say okay, no work, no rugby league, mm. and you're not doing anything with the missus. What does Matthew do? I I I watch a lot of TV shows. Really? Like what? Like, I love the power universe. Like, I've watched... Like, 50 Cent Power? Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, I've watched it... Um, I've watched every season, every episode twice. Mm. I watch, like, Top Boy. I like all the crime stuff, like the f- fake crime stuff. Because you're a sicko? Nah, not serial killer <laughs> documentaries. Well, it's still fucking... They, this is, hey, if you're a gangster killing people, you're a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's, like, it's cool from the comfort of your own home, you know? You know what is weird is how, like... So let's say a rapper, and a lot of the rappers lie about being gangster. Yeah. But let's just say there are some rappers that are gangster. Yeah. They're genuinely serial killers. I know. But we see them and glorify it as like, yeah, you know, he's from the hood and he fucking made it work. And rightly so, to a degree, like from literally like some of the hoods out there for them, the young men that come through that and then be successful, it's the most incredible stories ever. Yeah. But like dudes that are rapping about killing, popping caps. <laughs> Getting caps popped in people's asses, popping caps, and they did five or four cap pops <laughs> in another person's ass. He's a serial killer. Like I, I know that it's where they're from, and like it's hard to disassociate. But I always just think I know it's easy for me to say, but like surely once you've made it, you just leave that life. No, no, it's hard because uh, people that go, oh, you know, I can't believe you get involved in that. If you grew up in, you know, in Australia. I personally believe you have no reason to be getting involved in that because yep. we don't have hoods. Like we've got rough areas, but not hoods like America. Like we're talking about areas that were like redlined where, you know, groups of people were forced to live there. You know, they're quite poor. But the reason why, you know, and look, this is, guys, I'm a footy analyst. Like <laughs> it's just fucking. <laughs> but my understanding, like imagine a world where you're a young, young boy and we all, like we all get like, you know, I grew up getting in fights for no, like, what was I fighting anyone? I was a mm. young idiot. But you're a young boy, there's gangs around and you're going to a school or you're walking home from school. You, you're getting bashed up. You're getting stuff stolen. You're getting all this sink stuff happen to you. How do you avoid that? Mm. You join yeah, a gang. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you don't want to do it, but it's for protection. And it's also, it's all you've seen. It's all you've known. Like, okay, here's a good example. When Americans come over here and they see rugby league, their mind explodes. Yeah. They're going, you guys are off your head. You are mental. But because we are desensitized to rugby league because we grew up from a young age, it's normal to us. Yeah. But when you actually think about how insane rugby league is, MMA fighters and boxers, they fight maybe three times a year. Rugby league players play every single week and they get knocked out every week. Mm. They get concussed every week. At least one player does. And so... That's how desensitized we are to the brutal nature of rugby league. Um, you know, you look at NFL, like NFL is hectic. You got the pads on, huge hits. So they're, they're tough. They don't play for 80 minutes. They're yeah. on the field f- for two minutes. Yeah. And they've got like a, 
a defense team, an offense like team, specials, a special team. Like so, and so it's an example of it's very everyone is responsible for their actions. Every adult is responsible for their actions and child, but adult mainly. But to judge someone that's brought up in a certain environment, yeah, it's very hard to do it. Now, it doesn't mean like you're a mad dog if you go and kill five people. No, you're a, you're a bad person and you should be in jail. Like yes. and you know all that stuff. But yeah, like young men especially, they have a tendency in their younger years to be aggressive, to be violent. I personally think, and this is pure speculation, mm. pure speculation. But I reckon because men for hundreds of thousands of years from 16 years old to probably 25 have gone away to war, I actually think we're wired to, like that's why we act out so much when we're teenagers and, and we're so hyper-aggressive. And it's not till you get older when you're like 30 plus and obviously your testosterone goes down a little bit that you look back and you go, fuck, you were pointlessly aggressive and angry and you just wanted to fight or just just a lot. And it, I, I think it is because for hundreds of thousands of years, again, pure spec, like this is probably all nonsense, but you know, we went away to war and a lot of people, a lot of young men died. Like that's all we were. If you were in a tribe and you hit 16 years old, you were basically guaranteed to go and have a war with another tribe. Mm. And we did that for hundreds of thousands of years. So I feel like that that's why a lot of men have problems during those years because they got no way to get that energy out. It's actually why I'm pretty sure gridiron, I think, was started. So after one of the wars, and you, can you Google, it, Google this, like why gridiron was started or how it started? At universities, they needed a way or they wanted a way for young men to be able to go to battle without that obviously serious consequences mm. and that's why gridiron i'm pretty sure it's gridiron is either the gridiron or rugby union was started because they wanted to be able to go to battle and get that out of their system but do it obviously in a a you know controlled environment yeah right i'm just trying to find, just trying to find it. it so and and you, you look at it and you go like how much do we just naturally enjoy going to battle with your brothers it's like it feels natural. It feels right. Like you've got a group of men. You've got a task. There is no more fulfilling fulfilling feeling from especially a young man from like 16 to like, you know, 30 or whatever than walking off a footy field or even whatever sport it is knowing that you gave it your all with your brothers and you got the win or even if you didn't get the win but if you got the win. And I think that there's that inherent nature of like going to battle with your, your comrades. Yeah, I think there's something in our DNA that needs that kind of camaraderie and working towards something. Mm. I can't find anything, but I'll have to have a... Will you give me your thoughts and I'll find it? Yeah, I think that's... I, I've actually never heard that before, that um, it was invented to for that reason. But I think you're right. I think... Like, when, you, when, you're, at, it, when you're at school or whatever, or when I was coming up through school, all, all I wanted to do was, like hang out with my friends, be part, be part of like sports teams, you know, do things with other people kind of my age. Yep. I guess, I guess to a extremely lesser extent, that's where um, that came from. But I guess if we're going, if we're circling all the way back to, um, to the rappers and gangsters and stuff too, like, cause they grow up, they, they all have that sense of pride. Like, you know, you can, you can associate that with like a sporting team mm. with each other as well. And then that kind of passion never die, never really dies with them. Yep. Even, even if they leave that life. Um, 
and they're those those guys that they're with, or those people that they're with, are kind of like their family. So I guess I can understand why, um, even though it's extremely wrong, why that stuff would still happen. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So England in 1823, rugby. Uh, it was at. Rugby school in Warwickshire, England, 1823, when during a game of football, so soccer, William Webb Ellis decided to pick up a ball and go with it. Although there's very little evidence to support this theory, the Rugby World Cup trophy is now named William Ellis. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm pretty sure one of the sports was started as to get the young men to like be able to go to battle and, uh, and uh, yeah, to like get it out of their system. Cause Funny I, how some sports are started. Like AFL started to keep the cricketers fit in winter. That's so crazy. Which is funny because, like, you don't even have to be fit to play cricket. Whereas AFL is probably the fittest sport, fittest, fittest team sport in Australia. You know what's crazy as well? I think there was a period where AFL and Rugby League were going to join. You know what? I never knew that until you told me that, like, maybe six months ago. I could not believe it, but, you, but we looked it up and you were right. I could not believe that. That's crazy. That is wild to me. Could you but, imagine, like, where the game would be? If we were all one coat, I know how big it would be. I've always like what, even though I love, I love everything about NRL and rugby league. But I've always thought, imagine if it was, um, imagine if the Super League War one and it was like an, uh, a national game with like a few, a few teams in each. Like imagine if we had the Broncos kind of everywhere, like a Broncos in Brisbane, a Broncos type team in Perth, a Broncos type team at like a like the NFL or the NBA. I've always like wondered that'd be cool, but uh, I love the tribalism of NRL. Absolutely love it. It's going to be interesting to see who, you know, going forward, what is, you know, how does the NRL become a nationwide sport? And how does AFL, even though AFL is nationwide, but obviously Queensland, New South Wales, nowhere near as much, like how do they do it? And in 50 years, are we? I mean, it would be pretty cool. It would be pretty, pretty cool. I think, I just think we got to get a Perth team in there. After what we saw on the weekend, like I understand getting um, a full house to Optus Stadium during Origin because – Origin's like an event, mm. but to get a full house to that double header of Knights versus Dolphins and Rabbitohs versus Sharks, like not exactly blockbusting games. Mm. They got they got fifty thousand there or something. Yeah, it was a one one game though. Yeah, it'd be I'd, interesting to see how a, a whole season of games would go. Of course, yeah. I just think if we want to become a national game, throw a team out in Perth. That's what I reckon anyway. So. Um, as far back as beginnings of sport, it was related to military training. Uh, for example, competition was used as a means to determine whether individuals were fit or useful for the service. Teams were Team sports were used to train and prove the capability to fight in military and also work together as a team. Uh, the history of, sports, history of sport extends back to the ancient world, 70,000 BCE, <laughs> the physical activity that developed into sports had early links with warfare and entertainment. Wow. So is this is that sport in general? It's just sport in general. Right. So that's what I Makes mean. Makes sense. And that's why like there I do feel like there's this like intangible link between young men and I can't even speak for young men because obviously men young men going to battle with other men. I think it's in our DNA. Mm. Now obviously that doesn't mean that you excuse it. Like don't act like a fucking idiot when you're younger. Like yeah. You're in civil society. That's what separates us from animals is not acting like your primal instincts. Like that's where some people are like, oh, well, it's, it's natural. Yeah, bruh, if we were living natural, we'd be fucking animals. Yeah. If we just did everything that was natural, that's an animal. <laughs> the difference that separates from animals and humans is the society, civ civility. Yeah. And so I never understand them. Oh, yeah, it's natural. 
Well, that doesn't mean it's right. Imagine what the world would be like if you just did whatever your impulse was. <laughs> the, the world we would, we, the world would burn down by now. It would be done. <laughs> it would be done. Yeah, this, I always get frustrated when we go, yeah, but it's natural. It's like, it's bro, tough. just because it's a natural way of things doesn't mean it's correct it's way of things. It's not right. Um, yeah. we've, the reason, as I said, the, what we've, the reason we've built this is because – have you, you wouldn't have read a book. There's a book called Sapiens. It is so hectic. So basically, it says that stories and believing in myths is what started civilization. So, for example, you know, so to build a civilization, they need large groups of people to believe in something that would direct them. So that's why religion was so important. Yeah. You see all these beautiful, all the beautiful monuments around the world, not all, but most of them, all religious based. Yeah. So it took the sacrifice of people to dedicate their lives to a building that they were they felt that they were building it for something higher than them whereas if you go mate i need you to build that building because it just to look cool mm. who's going to sacrifice for that yeah true who's going to say i'm going to put myself out to make that building look really unless you pay them obviously but even if you pay them you could pay someone a million bucks they might do a worse job than someone that is religious because then they're working for something they think is literally bigger than themselves yeah but also, so the book is incredible. If, you, if you're a reader and you haven't listened to it, Sapiens, it's amazing. But think about the concept of money. It is the most bizarre thing ever. Okay, so I get a $5 note, I hand you that note. Yep. That $5 note, it actually isn't anything. It's all that matters is you and I believe that that's worth something. Yeah. And then all that matters is that everyone else around you believes it's worth something. Yeah. Because in reality, all it is, is a piece of paper. And that's what money is. <laughs> It's just us believing in something together that's not true. <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. Because as a, as a society, we we've just all, all agree. attributed a value to this yeah. piece of paper and, and this look, coin. I, I get it. There's going to be people that say, "Oh, but it's it used to be connected to gold," and yeah, for sure, for sure. But it doesn't change the fact that we all agree that this piece of paper has an intrinsic value connected to something else, and mm. we're going to exchange it. But in reality, if I just said, "Nah." doesn't mean anything to me that money well what are you gonna yeah you like gonna you you'd be like no no this is twenty dollars this is twenty dollars i go nah it's not well it's a bit like um crypto and stuff like that's what that's why crypto i think long term as in bitcoin will work because all it is is agreeing that this is a valuable commodity right um and that's why it has worked now it has you know not to mention all the other things that you know it's really cheap transfers uh the fact that to a degree it's probably the safest in the world like put it put it this way if there a big uh catastrophe happens and you go to the bank they can just be like no money yeah no money whereas like a bitcoin because it is decentralized um that can't really happen now obviously the internet cuts out then that will happen <laughs> But that can't really happen because it's all contracts, smart contracts and all that. So eventually I think Bitcoin will be the way. And it'll be a, um, what's the word? Like it'll be like a, you know, it's not always the first invention of it. It's like something that's built on the first. Right. Um, and look, to be fair, I'm not talking about fucking NFTs and all that kind of carry on. And I didn't even own any Bitcoin, but I do understand its value because people say, oh, money is real. I can feel it. But money yeah. is no longer connected to anything. It's like we print money all the time. Mm. So, um, and also, how often do you use cash? Now it's just numbers on a fucking. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just number. You just I don't. Need, I never use cash. I can't so, remember the last time I had cash. So, <laughs> like, how bizarre is it that we all have just agreed that money is a thing? Whereas, like, for example, if I come to you and say, "Here is six bananas." Yeah. That is something. Yeah. You can eat that, 
And that's before money. That's used to, you've got six apples, I've got six bananas, here's a trade. Or you make shoes, I farm, so I'll trade you because I have a surplus of farm goods. Mm. You have a surplus of shoes. You trade shoes, for, you know what I mean? So you're trading for real items. Whereas when money came in, we were all agreeing that this means something when in reality it is nothing. Mm. Well, now after listening to that, uh, it's funny how, well, not funny because it's like really affecting people, but all these like interest rates and inflation, when, when you think about it like that, the money doesn't actually mean, well, it does, but like we just attribute something to it. Mm. And now the whole country's pissed off because they're raising all these interest rates. Yeah. It just makes it it just makes it a bit weird and a bit yeah, well, not it, real. You know, because if you want to get deep into conspiracy, you, you start saying, well, you know, you printed all this money and mm. I'm paying for it. Like all your decisions as a government, and this is why we vote, vote people in, but all your decisions of a government, like you're not paying for it. The people pay for it. Yeah. The people are paying for it. Like that's that's the that's the most bizarre thing. You know what I, I reckon is really bizarre as well? And, and maybe I'm totally wrong here because I'm not well-versed in politics and government, but like you know how they have like Olympic Games? They build all these stadiums and all this money comes in. Mm. We pay for those stadiums with our taxpayers' money. Yeah. But do we get money back when they make a profit? And, and some would say, okay, yeah, that money goes back into like developing roads or something, but does it? What yeah. happens to it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I've never you know, thought of it like that. You know, they, so we pay for these stadiums. Yeah. And then they go, it was a great success. We made a billion dollars profit. Yeah, it's such a good point. And it's like, well, shouldn't we all get that money back then? Yeah. Like, shouldn't it be distributed to us? <laughs> that reminds me, like yesterday, um, <laughs> it's so funny how, you know, when you're on social media and sometimes you don't post something because you just know the, the comments are going to oh, be yeah, fucked. Yeah. I saw an article about Commonwealth Bank and it's like, Commonwealth Bank um, announced a $10 billion profit. <laughs> And you just know <laughs> that all the comments are going to be like, what the hell? After all the money that like we've put in yeah. and now you, you guys get this huge profit. It's bizarre. Wh where does the money? Yeah. And look, it's a private company. Oh, well, it's a public company, I'd say. So, you know, it's not government owned. And if you don't incentivize these private companies to be able to earn as much as they can, then they take their business elsewhere. It's so complicated, but... You know, when you look at it and you go, you know, I'm sure the government subsidises the hell out of, you know, the big four banks to a degree. Oh, yeah, for sure. You look at it and you go, geez, $10 billion profit and there are people getting just absolutely smashed yeah, by interest rates. Mm. You're going far out. That's rough as anything. It's rough as anything. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing with capitalism because if you start going, well, we're going to redistribute that profit, well, you're a fucking socialist now. Yeah. You know, and also you are, you will de, you will, um, you, they won't be, have incentive. You'll de-incentivize. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, companies to earn huge amounts of money. And, and so if yeah, you're, com, you know, so if you're Combank, you go, all right, well, we'll just fucking, we'll do this or that and we'll spend our money here or here or whatever yeah, it is. Gotcha, yeah. So it's, it's a hard, I don't know. Look, as I always say, with all these kind of like big topics, the truth's usually somewhere in the middle. Of course. You know, you got your people over here that say, fuck, they shouldn't make any profit because of grace. And then you've got some people that go, they should be able to make any profit they want. And mm. it's like, it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, it's really somewhere in the middle. And who makes the decision of like, 
what is the right i don't know what the right call is and most people that think they know the answer they don't know the answer yeah experts experts argue over the answer yeah most of it's just opinion and what you feel is right mm. um but yeah it's uh 10 billion though it's a, it's a, a lot, lot of money with it's a lot of current quiche. climate <laughs> in the current um, climate fuck how good are the tillies going i love the tillies but just just i love that we went from gangs to commonwealth bank <laughs> Um, I'm so excited for Saturday. Got boys, get your tillies out. <laughs> get your tillies boys, out. Boys, it's time for you to get your tillies out. <laughs> get your and tillies get out. Get behind the girls. But don't say get your tillies out to women. It, mm. I'm talking specifically to boys. Yeah. And what I mean by that is is support the girls. Oh, what if you're not watching the tillies on it's Saturday? Some the boys to get the tillies out. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm so excited. Like yeah. Saturday, I think it's at five o'clock at yeah. Suncorp. Yeah. Man, I cannot wait. I'm, I know we're like a bit outsiders, but come on, how good have they been outside of that one shock loss? They've mm. done this without Sam Kerr, and and that's the thing. Respectfully, I didn't know anyone besides Sam Kerr, mm. but now Fowler is so good. Fowler and uh, Caitlin Ford and Russo, yeah, I love watching it. They're they're so good, far out. They've done such a good job at building the the Matildas up and. You know, I'll be honest, I am more familiar with the players in the Matilda side than I am with the men's side. I am and that was before agree. the World Cup too. I won, yeah. Like I knew Ellie Carpenter, I knew Ford, I knew obviously Kerr. Who did you interview years ago? Ellie Carpenter and Ford. Wow. This is like, that was like five, six years ago. So it's crazy to see how incredible that they're going now. Wild. Yeah, legends too. Ellie, Ellie was like so young. I think she's like 15 or 16. She was like gone already mm. um, that her mum came with her. To the interview? Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, she's 15, 16. Yeah, of girl. course. It's just funny. Yeah. But it's funny to see up. And now she is literally like, you know, one of the most recognisable faces in Australia right now, mm. as, you know, with all the hype. Then you got Ford, had her over for an interview. She was a legend. This is when I lived in Wollongong. Um, you know, I, I, other sports with, with women, I've Charlotte Caslick, um, Green, uh, from the rugby union sevens as well. I know, I know it's rugby league, but I remember you had Sammy Bremner on once. Which yeah, I, Sammy which I enjoyed. was years and years and years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's great. She was a great chat. Um, yeah, so to see the Matildas doing what they're doing, like if they can get through France, <gasps> then it is like all because like France looking good, looking red. Yeah, they, they they have looked pretty good. Now they did face Morocco, so not the best, you know, not as good as France. But if they can somehow get through France. Oh, they might be a chance because America's out. That's the thing, and like we're on the good, like we've been on the good side, mm. but it's at home. It's at Suncorp. Oh, surely, if they're surely. not. I looked at the odds; like they're not that outrageous because mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how good teams are, but I think we're like three something in France, like two something. Like it's not ridiculous. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. I can't, so I can't wait. It's so exciting. If you're not watching it, what are you? What are you doing? It's so exciting because, like. If they go into a World Cup, like think about how lucky we would be mm. to experience a World Cup final where Australia's playing. Mm. Like, it, it, it would be, we haven't done it since the Rugby World Cup 2003. Like it would be so big for this country. Yeah. Like they had 3.2 million viewers last for, game. For a, for a round of 16 round games. Of 16. Imagine what the viewers are going to be this Saturday. Yeah. And then if they make it to a, a finals, imagine the buzz around the country. Oh, my they God. make it to a grand final. We would have, as, as you said, the last time was the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Now, look how big the Matildas have gotten. It would be 
so good to be a part of. So good to be a part of. And to think like Sam Kerr probably will come off the bench for this game. Yeah, you'd think so. That's how good we're going, where we can afford to go, yeah, yeah, Sam Kerr, we'll just keep her on the bench in case we yeah. need her. Far out. Isn't it funny, like, um, when she came on for those 10 minutes, oh, I shat myself no. when she, like, I thought she, like, did a knee or something. Oh, fuck but um, she had, like, one shot and she missed, but you could just see how good she is. Yeah, she is just, she's on another level. She's just elite, isn't yeah. she? So if we can somehow get through this game, then she'll probably start the next game. Mm. And then it's like, yeah, we're on here. We're on here. If you haven't watched a game yet, please just it's really it's uniting the country it really is it really is it's so good so i hope they get through because i'd i'd hate for you know it's just such an opportunity for for history it would it would be monumental it'd be probably one of the most watched australian events of all time Bro, 100 if we make the world cup final if any of you make it it'll be like it'll be on par with um any big australian sporting moment we've ever had oh easy it'd be kathy freeman areas yeah, I agree. Kathy Freeman areas. If they get to a World Cup final, it'd be Kathy Freeman areas. Yep, for sure. Man, I still remember that day like it was yesterday. The greatest race of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I wasn't old enough. You weren't old enough, mate. I've seen, I've watched it. Obviously, people don't five. understand the pressure that she was under. You know, and it was from so many different directions. It, it honestly, I felt like it healed the country to a degree. Um, you know, a young Indigenous woman representing Australia, and just everyone got behind her. Yeah. Every everything was riding on her shoulders. It was an incredible, iconic moment. One of the most iconic moment in Australian sport. Period. For sure. Like it was incredible. Far out. Just seeing her go over that line. Just going. This is actually happening. This is actually happening. And also because like, and I love love our swimmers mm. because it's a track event. Like Aussies yeah, don't really track. do well. Yeah. Track. And also track's more exciting. Like, oath it is. Like, like I love the swimmers and it's mad that we get to win all the time in that or win to a degree. But I find track so much more exciting. Well, when you think Olympics, you think of Usain Bolt. Yeah. You think of you think of the track. Yeah. Um, so yeah, huge weekend of uh, sport. Huge weekend of sport. We've been. Uh, it just feels like sport's getting better and better, doesn't it? It's good. We're in, a, just, we're in a really good patch. Yeah. Like we've just come off the ashes. You know, we've got the Matildas at the moment. It's just, it's fantastic. I will say the Ashes, you know, for all their nonsense chat, like um, England, yeah, it has all the way they've carried themselves has engaged everyone so much more. Oh, everyone! Like think about how hectic the next Ashes are going to be, mm. or the next time they even play each other. Yeah, like all the shits has been talking. And what I loved about this Ashes, it feels like there's genuine like hatred building. F bloody earth! Whereas yep. I, I kind of feel like some. You know, there was a period there in sport where it was like you never hated anyone. Mm. Every, they were all everyone's mates. Yeah, everyone's mates. But it's like, no, we want to hate each other. What, that's what being a part of a sports team, but sports fan is yeah. like that. As I said earlier in the show, like tribalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. That actually series is Test cricket is just falling off a cliff at the moment. It's mm. done so well for for cricket. Mate, can you imagine the next time they fall? I can't wait. Try. I can't wait. It's like two and a half years away, but geez, I can't wait gonna be so hectic because it'll be here too won't it it'll be here yeah oh yeah oh yeah uh now don't forget guys stream live nrl games for free on nine now tonight we have broncos VL sunday knights versus bulldogs biggest games the best commentary for free get on and stream it now anywhere anytime download the app guys there's plenty more than just rugby league on it plenty more than rugby league there's a whole bunch of different sports a different bunch of different content or you can go on your web browser just do nine now um now, let's get into some tips. Any late mail? Sharkies, Titans, 
Sharkies dollar twenty four. Titans four ten. There's value there. Huge value. I am leaning towards the Sharks, but I wouldn't. Tino's back. I know mm. Fotawaka's out. I know they're not great away from home. The Titans. If this was in Gold Coast, I reckon I'd, I'd be tipping the Titans. I reckon four tens outrageous. To be honest, um, I could be a close Sharks and a close one. Broncos a dollar twenty seven. Eels three seventy eight. I'm getting nervous with this one. I think this is going to be a tight game because mm. Eels season's on the line. Yeah. It's literally on the line, and, and they they've got a tough run as well. So they have to they have win to win everything. games. Yeah, like this is it. This is it. Um, shout out to I don't know who what his or her name is. So if someone could direct me, but the the Broncos social media media people, mm. like I said a few weeks ago, that I love how they kept calling the Dolphins the and just was a, and this week they put up a graphic of Carrigan, your guy versus Hopgood, Guru's guy, and just said this matchup could be anything. Loved it. So good. So so good. So good. Just getting amongst it. And we all know Hot Boy Carrigan's the man. He, he, come on, guys. Look. <laughs> Look, I love Jermaine as yep. much as the next bloke. But we're talking about Hot Boy Carrigan here. Like, good luck to Jermaine Hopgood. Good luck. But Carrigan's the man. Is he, uh, is he your Dallium lock of the year? Who? Carrigan? Because uh, well, he's, he's played on the edge a couple of times. Yeah. Um, well, right now, for sure. Yeah. Right now, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just trying to think outside of that, who's really dominated for most of the year? I think it's Carrigan. Yeah. Yeah. Carrigan right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I, reckon, I reckon Broncos. Uh, Rabbitohs, dollar twelve, And I hate to tell you this, Maddie, 640's value for Dragons. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm actually nervous. Yeah. And like, Rabbitohs are the shortest odds this week of any team, I'm pretty sure. There's no middles. Everyone's out. The Toll is out. Sellers out. Burgess is out. Like, Latrell and Cody can't do their thing unless we win the middle. Now, I know Dragons have people out as well. Like, to balance suspended, I think. Lomax is out, which is a big blow for them. Yeah. Um, but a month ago, I would have been confident, but um, I re- we re- South really need to win this game, and I think the 20-point start or whatever it is, is crazy. Tigers, 5'10", Warriors, seventeen. I actually think Tigers a bit of value. I'm still picking Warriors, but 5'10", they played good last week. There's a lot of value in this round. Yeah. I think it's one of the shortest rounds ever, actually, um, I read this morning. Um, I think Warriors, but... Tigers being all right. Yeah, I'm going Warriors, but 5'10". Uh, Roosters, $1.35. Dolphins, three twenty-three. I'm actually going to this with Timmy. Oh, yeah. At Allianz. Um, yeah, we're going to watch the Matildas before and then go to the game. Um, really hope the Dolphins win, but I think the Roosters will win. Okay. Storm, Raiders. Raiders, four ten. Another Another value. Mm. Uh, Storm are one of those teams where they get pumped and then they put on a really good win and this is, seems like a week that they'll win because they lost to Penrith last week. Plus they're getting Hughes and Coates back so I'm going Storm. Knights, Bulldogs. This is another one where I'm a bit nervous because Bulldogs are getting all their players back too. I think it's I think I read it's the best team they've put on the park all year. I just think Sunny Arvo, hopefully it's Sunny, in Nui. Uh, Knights looking for six on the trot. Got Knights. Alrighty guys, done and deuced. Grab a case of bloke beer from your local and have a great weekend. We'll go and fuck ourselves. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.